0: Welcome to Fatal Fortunes,
1: a show about people, places, and misfortunate events.
0: Today I finished my last law school exam, so I am basking in the glory of that today i do have a bar prep workshop at 10 a.m tomorrow no. and have to move all my fucking shit out of my house so i'm just trying to be positive tonight y'all oh, yeah. um maybe bleep me because <laughs> <laughs> i guess the later me it gets- if you want to reach me yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe bleep me because I think my mouth just gets dirtier as the night goes on. You know, it's 8 o'clock now. Who knows where we'll be? By the end of this episode on the late, great techno pop artist. Is that how you would describe her? So I'd
1: say more hyper pop. That's yes. a genre? Oh, yeah. Charlie XCX. <laughs> I, can't,
0: I can't take it. I can't take it anymore.
1: You listen to Charlie XCX? You've listened to hyper pop.
0: Only when the gays make
1: me. Yeah, make you? Whoa. I mean, I'll have you know I'm in the 0.1% of Charlie listeners. This year was big for me and Charlie. Like, I'm up there. You know how we start every episode, though? I didn't How
0: do we start every episode? We talk
1: about what's going on in the year of Sophie Zion's birth, 1986. So here's what's happening. We've got Aruba. Becomes independent. Yay, Aruba. New York City subways hit $1. But also the city passes gay lesbian rights legislation, so... Slay. It's a, you know, win and a lose. First U.S. federal holiday honoring Martin Luther King. Dr. Slay. Martin Luther King. There you go. Uh, not so fun, not so slay, USS Challenger disaster. <laughs> Fuck. You know what's wild? I think I read somewhere. I don't know if this is a conspiracy or not, but I read somewhere that Big Bird would like was offered to go on the Challenger because you know they had like a crew of everybody. They had a teacher. They had you know whatever. So they wanted to put Big Bird on, and like imagine how much more that would have affected children across the country if they watched live on TV. Big Bird burst into flames. Like
0: I think they would have had to kill off the character.
1: That would well, exactly. They couldn't like. And and I know Sesame so Street's talked about death before, but never of a Muppet. Like, damn. That would have been rough.
0: It's rough thinking about right now.
1: We Are the World wins a Grammy in 1986. Star-studded Quincy Jones track there. Clint Eastwood becomes the mayor of Carmel? Yeah. California? Yeah. Why? Why did he do that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. But I've also seen that. After Weird. the psychic told me I was a reincarnation of Princess Diana and Clint Eastwood, I had to do some deep dives.
1: <laughs> how did you reincarnate? A psychic genuinely told
0: me that before my Princess Diana spiral, and right after that, I bought my first shirt.
1: But, like, how do you get reincarnated as someone who's still alive, yeah. <laughs> what the f***? Haley's Comet is the closest it's ever been in 1986.
0: What if Haley's Comet is gonna take us all out?
1: That'd be cool. The Chernobyl disaster. Happens in 1986. Also pretty dark, Going Postal starts occurring in 1986. Tina Turner is inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Whitney, late great Fatal Fortune, Whitney Houston wins best music video for MTV at the VMAs. Haha, suck at MTV. Oprah and Joan Rivers premieres. Big, big year for talk shows in 1986. For movies, we got... Top Gun, we got Stand By Me, Blue Velvet, and Platoon. For music in 1986, we got Billy Joel's The Bridge, Paul McCartney's Press to Play, John Lennon's Menlove Avenue, Madonna's True Blue, Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet, Simon, Paul yeah. Simon, uh, Graceland, and Beastie Boys come out with a License to Ill. Nice.
0: In 1986, the song You Can Call Me Out came out. Wow. Is, it's on that Paul Simon album. There we go. And if that's you. Could, that's what you were named after. If we could include that without losing all the money on this episode, we, we would. We
1: would. We would. But we're not. We're not going to do but that.
0: But we're not. You can sing it in your head. You better know that you fucking count.
1: Get... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, what happened in 1986, my parents graduated high school, births in 1986, Ruby Rose, Lady Gaga, Amanda Bynes. Amber Heard, Lena Dunham, Robert Pattinson, Megan Fox, Ryan Kugler, Waka Flock of Flame, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> I had to say the whole name. It's, it puts some respect on that man's name. Shia LaBeouf, Ashley and Mary Kate Olsen, Kat Dennings, Solange, Lindsay Lohan, Peyton List, Christina Perry, Usain Bolt, Army Hammer, Florence Welsh, Sean White, Jenna Marbles, Amelia Clark, Drake. Ah, your top listener Uh Schoolboy Q Josh Peck. Kit Harrington, and Ellie Goulding. What that's a, year. a really
0: mixed bag of people! Right?
1: What a what a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We lost them though. We lost Donna Reed, Elron Hubbard. <laughs>
0: God, oh. we're better off.
1: Yeah, we, the that's, people, that's all right. Better off. Um, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> as I said before, the Challenger crew, are also lost this year. Elizabeth Smart, Georgia O'Keefe, James Cagney, Cary Grant, Desi Arnaz and Andre Tarkovsky.
0: Damn, Cary so, Grant died that long ago?
1: Right? But I feel like he lived pretty long, I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking Speaking that he's- Speaking
0: of Challenger though, that's, I know that we've talked about a lot of dark things on this show and it kinda just gets darker over time. Mm. I still couldn't do an episode on the Challenger, like that would be too sad
1: for me. It's been done before also I feel like by somebody. So you'll, sure. you can find it if you want out there, but yeah. yeah.
0: You can We're find like a six, it. seven parter on the challenger. We're not doing it. We came here to talk about Sophie. Does Sophie use she, they pronouns?
1: So, this is what I looked up. Sophie, for a long time, was using she, and then, like, towards the um, last years of their life, they started using they, them pronouns. That's and I think that. What like
0: fuck? Have I been fucking up?
1: No, I think that it is like a they, she.
0: But also on the other side, I don't want to spend my entire life being combative.
1: Yeah. And that's why I use they. Being like, don't because, tell me that. Because if I don't know for sure what this person wants to be called, they is a very yeah. safe bet. Rarely is anyone offended True. by they.
0: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go back and call, like, Harry Grant they.
1: No. Well, actually, uh, I would. We came here to talk about Sophie. And Sophie was born on September 17th, 1986 in Glasgow, Scotland. Sophie kept their family life fairly quiet. What we do know is that their father was an inspiration to them. He would play these cassettes of modern electronic music on car rides and even take Sophie to raves. Cool dad.
0: No, it, no, that's not cool dad behavior. Nah, that that's, is
1: that's like cool dad.
0: That is world dad behavior.
1: But if you n- should know anything about Scotland, their club scene is, is really good. Sophie even said later that they would end up stealing the tapes out of their dad's car so they could listen more and so then for their eighth birthday they received a keyboard and from then on all they wanted to do was make music this is at the age of nine or ten and sophie's expressing that they want to produce electronic music and drop out of school entirely obviously
0: nine or ten
1: yeah that's right <laughs> you know unfortunately the parents are not too fond of this idea so uh, sophie has to Finish school. Sophie finished school. Um, st- the whole time, still making music, all through this time, with them regularly announcing, I'm just going to lock myself in my room until I've made an album. And a quick anecdote is that Sophie's half-sister asked them to DJ their wedding, having no idea what Sophie had been making. And if you've ever listened to Sophie, that must have been quite the wedding. That must have been really fun. Um, yeah. But probably not... But their half-sister was expecting. Because of this though, um, not only was Sophie honing in on their production skills, but their skills at being a phenomenal DJ as well. Right after high school and not bound by education, Sophie joined a band. So along with Sophie, you got Sabine Gottfried, Matthew lutz Kinoy, and Marcella Desi. Um, they formed this band called Motherland in the late 2000s. And this band has scrubbed most of their existence, From the internet but they played shows in berlin and the uk from 2008 and 2009 in these demos the visceral drums angelic synths they're really felt throughout the entire thing and in 2010 sophie remixed the electronic duo light asylums track a certain person and this remix was uploaded to light Asylum's soundcloud and then released on an ep of theirs in um 2011 called intention That same year, Sophie scored a film called Dear Mr. and Mrs. from the Netherlands. Shout out the Netherlands. Oh yeah, Sally, shout out the Netherlands. (laughs) Then in 2012, that remix uh, from Light Asylum was so widely liked that a DJ mix was made on clear vinyl. I'd love to get that, but there are only 300 copies made.
0: Oh my god, I think you could do it.
1: The following year, in 2013, Sophie meets Detroit DJ... Jeffrey Sfire in Berlin, and together they create a duo called Sfire, and yeah. released a CD where Sophie let their vocals be heard for the first time. Sophie became involved with artists affiliated with the PC music label after encountering Duck's Kids, a project between A.G. Cook and Danny L. Harl.
0: I don't know who any of those people are, I'll be honest.
1: That's fine. They're in, um, you know, the hyper-pop sphere, and you had never heard of that before today, either. The first releases they had under the name Sophie came in 2013, with the single, Nothing More To Say, with the B-side being, "Eh."
0: Oh, that's my favorite one! "Eh" is my favorite song of hers.
1: It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And this single had vocals sampled from the UK artist Jade Green, and was widely enjoyed, by The Electronic World and Al. Um, So there you go, high praise. Later that year, they would release that single's follow-up, Bip, which featured vocals from former Motherland track member, Marcella Desi. Pitchfork later ranked Bip as number 56 on its list of best tracks from 2010 to 2014. And then in 2014, they collaborated with both Japanese pop singer Kiari Pamu Pamu and the PC music artist A.G. Cook. With A.G. Cook, along with U.S. artist Hayden Dunham, they released Hey Cutie. It was featured on Dunham's album, entitled Cutie, based off a made-up energy elixir called Cutie. That same year, Sophie releases their song Lemonade, and this one is huge, even huger than anything they made before. And this was combined with the B-song being hard, and Lemonade ended up being featured in a commercial for McDonald's. Both tracks chart on Billboard, and Lemonade was included in the year's top 10 singles. Early in Sophie's career, some critics were upset that they were using a woman's name to promote their music. This is because at the time, Sophie had not come out as a trans woman, So to everyone else, it looked like a man culture vulture taking advantage of the electronic music world. Obviously, these accusations against them are unfounded, but they had fun with them. Even having drag performer Ben Woozy pose as them for a boiler room set while they dressed up as a bodyguard. It is so funny. That's awesome. Like, it's all a bit... Watching the video, you can see, like... It's a very clearly fake Sophie. Um, She looks beautiful, but then someone else comes on stage, and then this really, like, tough-looking person in a suit comes out and ushers them off. And it's Sophie! Um, It's like a blink-and-you-miss-it moment. We're gonna
0: have to find that and put it on the Instagram app. Yeah.
1: And this video is so funny, because Ben, Ben, the drag performer, isn't doing anything. Like, they just pushed play... And he's just up there mimicking, uh, DJing. You really gotta do a double take, because they look really, really mad at the fake audience member who appeared on stage. And then when asked about why they chose the name Sophie, they said this. It tastes good, and it's like moisturizer. What's wrong with moisturizer? You don't like having soft hands? Come on. Um...
0: They actually bullied me in elementary school calling me Ashy Legged Alley, so Oh my
1: god. Damn <laughs> Middle school is just <are> so mean. <laughs> I know. That's fucked up. I'm so, sorry. Yeah. A year later, it is now twenty fifteen, and it's an even bigger moment for Sophie because in March, Charlie XCX announces that her new EP will be primarily produced by Sophie. Slay. And honestly, it's a big year for Charlie, too. Uh, Vroom Vroom is an amazing uh, song. Yes. If you haven't heard, yeah. you should definitely listen to it. Because if you do listen to it, it means you're sexy and your ride is sporty. But before we get there, Sophie re- releases their first album entitled Product. The album was released at first as singles with songs like... Ms, 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 ms. I don't even know how to say I mean, it's just a bunch of MS, 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 M. I'll just say that. Visey love and just like we never said goodbye you know the sound is just incredible and if you've never listened to any of sophie's work you've definitely felt the presence of one of the early pioneers of hyperpop by now apart from vocals sophie primarily uses the ableton program for live sequencing and sophie creates synthesized sounds from the elementary waveforms by using the mono machine eschewing the use of samples many say her sounds resemble balloons Latex bubbles, metal, plastic, elastic—all very I'd much pr- with that. products.
0: I'd, co- I'd concur.
1: I was listening to her before recording this, and my sister is like, "This is the wettest sounding music I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like really wet. It's really interesting because Sophie typically, you know, makes this stuff as a as a challenge. I think to gender, and this is even felt more." because the uh, use of pitching up vocals happens a lot in, in their music and is very common in the hyperpop. And the artistry isn't just felt in the sounds, but the imagery as well, because the single art um, that were leading up to the album product depicted singular objects made out of plastic, again, playing with the idea of what's real, what's synthesized, what is product. But anyway, back to Charlie. Now it's 2016. And her Vroom Vroom EP releases, and as stated before, it is huge. Sophie accompanies Charlie on a tour and worked with Charlie on many more songs, like After the After Party and her mixtape Number One Angel and Pop 2. Sophie during this time also worked a lot with Cashmere Cat on his album Nine. So Sophie is all over the radio everywhere now, but they still haven't released an album in two years. So it's time for something new. In 2017, Sophie releases the song It's Okay to Cry, and along with it, officially comes out as a trans woman. It was the first time their real voice and image are being used, and it's one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Uh, it's emotional, it's comforting, and of course, featuring Angelic and Big Synths, as you can imagine. Later that year, Sophie releases another single, Boy." Which is hard as fuck. It is so good. The metallic sounds really shine through here and it pairs really well with the third single released early in 2018, entitled Face Shopping. And both had self-directed... These names, dude. Mm. They're like, really good. Li-
0: didn't we talk about this like two seasons ago? Like, I'm sick mm. of nouns as names for bands. I'm sick of nouns mm. as names. I'm sick of nouns, guttural sounds as names for songs.
1: Ponyboy? You, you gotta listen to Ponyboy and then, and then tell me how you feel though. Okay. So both of these singles have self-directed music videos and face shopping is, is pretty disturbing. It's like a CGI Sophie face and it morphs in ways only computers can, you know, make and everything looks plastic. But then later that year, in 2018, Sophie releases their second album, Oil of Every Pearls on Insides, which is a homophone phrase for I love every person's insides. It features all the singles, and more. Like I said, it's okay to cry. It's a very emotional opener. And the transition from that to Pony Boy gives me like whiplash every time. It is very jarring, but very good. And that's the album. One moment you're listening to one of the most gritty drums, and then you hear the voice of an angel. Like that's kind of the duality. But also, that same year, it's rumored that Sophie is working with Lady Gaga. Oh, to which- shit. They replied, yes, I mean, whatever, you know, I work on a lot of different things. If it comes out, then it's cool. You can never tell, but she's a really cool person. Damn. I mean, whatever. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's Lady Gaga. Like, come on. Sophie had indeed been working with Lady Gaga and Charlie XCX again along with Kim Petras, Bibi Borelli, and Vince Staples. Yeah, right? Is a song by Vince Stapled and it's featured on his album Big Fish Theory, released also in 2018. And it has the beat to Face Shopping. And the fact that there is a Kendrick Lamar feature on a Sophie beat floors me every time that I think about it. It's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, really good song, really good album. And then at the 61st annual Grammys, Oil of Every Pearl's Insides was nominated for Best Dance electronic album and Sophie made history as both one of the first openly trans artists to be nominated in this category and one of the three first openly trans women to be nominated for a Grammy. During a red carpet interview at the ceremony, Sophie confirmed work on a remix album of Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides. That remix album was released the following year, on July 29th, 2019, and it's kind of like a DJ set. Appropriately titled the Nonstop Remix, that was what I was listening to, and it literally is just like no no silence. It, it it just keeps going, and it's like an hour and a half long.
0: My brain is not like that.
1: But then Sophie later releases a single in twenty twenty, collaborating with artist Jimmy Edgar on the song Metal, and finally, Sophie released her last single Unicil on January twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Again, featuring a simple plastic object as its cover. It's energetic, it's noisy, it's sexy, and the last that we would ever hear from Sophie. Pink News wrote on her work, Sophie's mix of industrial percussive clangs and soulful elegant vocals, whether their own or someone else's, create a disparity of beauty and brutalism, mirroring life as a queer minority in the highly commodified world of today. Which again... All the album covers, all the music videos, all the sounds. I think it really reflects that. Sadly, on the early morning of January 30th, 2021, in Athens, Greece, Sophie fell to their death while climbing a ladder to see the first full moon of the year.
0: There's probably I mean, bad urban planning in Athens because we've been living there for as a civilization for 3,000 years.
1: Right. Like, it, the balcony just didn't have a railing, um, yeah. so...
0: What does that stuff like that?
1: Old Greek people, like, from long, Thir- long ago. A balcony, ago.
0: 13 stories up, or yeah. three, three stories up, 50 feet off the ground, no railing. Yeah. And then no access to the back of the building to then save whoever falls. Like, that doesn't make any sense.
1: This, this news broke me. It still hurts, because at the that time... It did
0: hurt. I remember that day. Well, I-, I didn't last know... Last year, so... Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't know the cause... Like, I just assumed the worst when they fell. Mm -hmm. And I know that I was not the only one really hurt by this. Um, Charlie XCX, of course, took the news very hard. Rihanna, Sam Smith, Vince Staples, Christine and the Queens, A.G. Cook, they all expressed their condolences. And Sophie's brother made an announcement that he would try and release music posthumously. On June 16th, of 2021, a minor planet named 1980 RE1 was renamed Sophie Zeon in their honor. So what Sophie awesome. Sophie has a planet.
0: Can we see it? Like, can you ever see this planet?
1: Like, I think yeah. there's an image of it that a telescope took. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the telescopes that we'd have access to would be able to see it.
0: <laughs> if the Walmart telescopes we have yeah.
1: access to. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that, um... You know, for me the first full moon of the year is Sophie's moon because that's that's what that's what they were trying to see. And um I definitely will be will be looking out for it. It is on January sixth this year. Not a not a no. great date. <laughs> but no. Sophie was an inspiration whose presence I think will be felt in the music world, in the world in general for decades. Mm-hmm. And I can only hope that they continue to influence people and move people. As their life has for me. And if we ever hear, um, you know, the music that Sophie's brother has, that'd be really great. But...
0: Oh, so he still hasn't dropped it?
1: No. But I understand that, yeah, like, I know I wouldn't want my music leaked if I was not here anymore to say whether that. it was okay. Um, you Glad can listen that. to it. You can listen to it but do not put it out for just anybody to hear that's yeah that's my take on it but that is sophie zion i think that they will be very missed as you know as as the years go on and um yeah they made they made great work
0: post my punk phase there wasn't other music that was speaking to me in that same way, but listening to Sophie's music definitely taught, brought me back to my Berlin punk phase. Mm, mm-hmm. My, you know, six-month Berlin punk phase yeah. in high school. Um, so for that, I really appreciate her. What have we had this season? We've had a girl getting set on fire. Um, oh, we. I was going to subtitle this season Famines and Fires anyway. Sophie falling from this thing Robin Williams committed suicide bathtubs. Oh my God. Did we not talk about Aaron Carter also dying in a bathtub shortly after we recorded our Whitney episode?
1: I didn't know that Aaron Carter died. So I'll be honest.
0: Nathan. He went on live, did a bunch of whippets. His baby mama commented on the live. You're going to die like that. And then he died two days later in his bathtub. Um, after doing a bunch of whippets um be careful kids um and he had left the jets on so it had started to melt his body by the time the cops got there and the night he died the cops did a wellness check and he told them to go away there's uh there's gonna be definitely more developments and their sister had also died of an overdose but i guess that's all i have to say um Happy New Year, everyone. Enjoy whatever holiday yeah. you celebrated. Um, oh my god, that was so dark. I just ended that so dark.
1: We don't have to end it like that. Is this the last episode of the season, or do we have two more?
0: We have two more. Remember, on Tuesdays, we talk ghosts. See you next time.
1: Bye.